Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Chicago Bulls narrowly escaped the Detroit Pistons off a rookie fluke. We're going to talk about that game, Zach Levine's performance, and we're also going to ask, has the resurgence of efficient Zach Levine made it easier for the Bulls to possibly trade DeMar DeRozan this offseason? And we're also going to talk about Bleacher Report article that presented a DeMar DeRozan trade. And then lastly, we're going to ask, what version of the Chicago Bulls show up against the Phoenix Suns on Friday? We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes on every social media platform that I am on. And if you guys watched the game last night, you know that through three quarters, the Bulls played a pretty damn good game. It left you with so much positive feelings and you and you. Just you thought about it, it looked like the Bulls were going to be able to actually rest their starters in the fourth quarter, which is important on a back-to-back, especially when you have a matchup like Phoenix coming up next. And then the Bulls going to boo. And they uh, did gave us a fourth quarter that we have come to expect from this team over the course of the season, allowing the Detroit Pistons to win that fourth quarter 29-16. to The Bulls went one for 11 to start off that fourth quarter. And Billy Donovan showed more of the reasons why I question Billy Donovan's coaching philosophy so much and not putting in uh, Zach Levine earlier when you clearly see that your team is is bleeding. I understand wanting to give him a rest because of how much of the heavy load he uh, management he did last night or carrying, I should say that he did because he carried the team. But the hesitation to bring Zach Levine back, back, the Bulls possibly could have stopped that bleeding earlier on. Now, this was a game in which the Detroit Pistons and Bo, Bo, uh, Bojan Bogdanovich just looked amazing down the stretch of that game. It looked like he could not miss. And some of those shots coming on really good defense. Um, but at the end of the day, the Bulls going bull. And so they definitely showed some of the things that have caused concerns and doubt for this team over the course of the season. But I will say this. The team did play with heart. The team still able was to... to Get out the victory, albeit on a mistake by uh, Jaden Ivey, who, uh, you know, called a timeout when the Pistons had no times out left. They gave the Bulls a free throw and possession of the ball. And the momentum of that game, the way that it was going, it definitely felt like it. We, even though we walked away with the win, it still felt like a loss in many ways. And many people saying that in the comments as well. But the Bulls got the job done. They did get the win. And Zach Levine leading the way, scoring 41 points, going 14 of 20 from the field, 6 of 9 from three-point range. He gives one rebound, one assist, one block, and he joined Michael Jordan as the only Chicago Bulls player with 15 40-point games. As I've said before, if Zach Levine does finish out his contract here, he's going to own a lot of Chicago Bulls records. And so, outside of the fourth quarter collapse, which is completely concerning that this team has, has, has did not, once again, 
be able to hold on to a big lead. Now, they have held on to leads their first two um, games of the season. So, I mean, since the All-Star break. So, you know, that brings some things. But the 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 Bulls, the, the ugliness of the Chicago Bulls reared its ugly head again and caused a lot of concern for the Bulls team. But this team did. Uh, you know, shot the ball effectively, at least in that first three quarters. Uh, going into the half, they were shoot 56% from the field. They end the game 48% from the field, which brings its own issues and concerns. They shot the ball 44% um, from three-point line. Kobe White, again, having another good game, giving us 14 points off the bench. Patrick Williams scores 11 points, albeit all in the first quarter, but then plays some really good defense down the stretch of that game, playing some of the best defense on Bogdanovich in the whole game. Again, even with some good defense, though. Uh, Bogdanovich still hit a lot of tough shots. Him, him going uh, eight of twelve from the three point line for thirty four points. But the Bulls, the Bulls took care of business. And I will say this: like the hesitation from Billy Donovan to make adjustments again, almost lost the Bulls this game. And Demar Derozan down the stretch of this game. Now he was great through three quarters, right? I want to make sure that I put that into perspective. Through three quarters, he was picking a spot. He was facilitating more. He had seven assists on the game. I think six of those, if I'm not mistaken, came in the first half. At least five did. And then it seemed like DeMar wanted to get his. And I understand it to a degree, especially with Zach Levine off the floor, that DeMar DeRozan in that fourth quarter was trying to make things happen. But, no, not passing the ball at times, taking some some questionable shots in in some areas, um, that shot chart in the fourth quarter not looking uh, amazing. DeMar made some bad decisions down the stretch of this game. It's not all on DeMar, right? But a lot of it is, especially as the player who's supposed to be the king of the fourth, but then in the fourth quarter, when it's literally just you and all your other players out there and Zach Levine's on the bench, things should have went through DeMar. Now, I will say this. DeMar did, you know, hit the free throws, and he got to the line a couple of times during that stretch that the Bulls needed him to get to. I will be clear on that. But there were some questionable decisions by DeMar down the stretch of that game. Uh, Nikola Vucevic goes 12-9 and in this game with two assists, one steal from him, only one turnover. And uh, Pat Bev, Pat Bev put in a... a amazing night for people who just enjoy watching the game of basketball yes some of this sticks out of the stat sheet for you but there were truly five pat bevs out there last night he was making things happen 10 rebounds 10 assists four steals one block only five points but he had the highest plus minus on the team at plus 16 when you're able to affect the game that way without taking a bunch of shots he only took four shots of the night he was two for four in those, and the two misses he had were from three-point range, one of them being wide open. He also was one for four from the free throw line. We need to see that tighten up some as well. But Pat Bev has been such a revelation for the Chicago Bulls team. And like I said, it's tangible. You feel the difference out there with Pat Bev. It's not just something that's vanity-wise that Bulls fans are just looking at to say, oh, well, we acquired somebody, and that's why. No, it is absolutely tangible how Pat Bev has affected this team. Even him greeting Kobe White, given like, and you know, I read the quote yesterday that he that he said to Kobe White, like having a true leader out there that really um, hypes players up, that builds their confidence. Yes, DeMar is a great mentor, but Pat Bev is that vocal person out there on the, on the court for the Chicago Bulls. And so the Bulls get a win, albeit on a fluke play by Jaden Ivey, but at the end of the day, they get the win, and a win is important. Now they are 3-1 since the All-Star break with Phoenix coming up on the horizon, and that is going to be a big game to really see how real post-All-Star Bulls are, post-All-Star break Bulls are. So, you know, if this team comes in and stands up to the test against the Phoenix Suns, who had their first game last night with Kevin Durant, 
albeit against a Charlotte Hornets team missing LaMelo Ball, and it only has 20 wins on the season. They beat them 105 to 91. But in this game, Kevin Durant, 10 to 15 from the field, two for four from three-point range, uh, comes in 23 points. Uh, Devin Booker also with 37 points. Uh, and then you have DeAndre Ayton with 16 points, almost nothing else. The other two starters, only six points total from Chris Paul and Akogi, and then not, not very much from the bench either. But this is going to be a big test to just see how, how real these post-All-Star Chicago Bulls are, right? And if they come in with the defense that we've seen at times, albeit, right, they haven't necessarily faced the best competition. The Bulls haven't fared the best against the top teams in the Western Conference. They've done pretty good against the top teams in the East. But this matchup against the Phoenix Suns is really going to be a huge test to see how real and sustainable this play is for the Chicago Bulls, right? And I'm not even saying, notice I did not say coming in a win. I'm just talking about strictly how they come in, how prepared they are for that game, how they execute on the defensive side of the ball, how they score. Do they do they bond together when they're going through adversity? Do they get out of it, go back to heavy isolation ball? All those things are going to be things that we watch out for in this game against the Phoenix Suns. And I tell you what, it's probably going to be one of the biggest tests remaining on our on our schedule as well, but especially in this early part of the season. Now, keep in mind, the Bulls still technically could get some better over the course of this post-All-Star break because they've only played four games together. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Ever since the addition of Patrick Beverly, and we're still waiting to see if they do anything with the newly Created open roster spot after waving Goran Dragic. Don't really expect much there, in my opinion, but hey, we'll see. Um, and so, you know, it's going to be another big test for the Chicago Bulls in a string of this whole last now 19 games. We have 19 games left on this season. And in those 19 games left, everything's a test for the Chicago Bulls. Every single game is a test for how this team is going to play, how the resolve of this team, how seriously this team is about getting into the postseason as they've talked about, how serious this team is about correcting the mistakes that they've made early in the season that has got them into this hole, right? The, they have the Phoenix Suns up next, then we got Indiana Sunday, and then we go right back 
We got Denver, which is a tough team for us to play. We got Houston, which is another young athletic team that causes the Bulls some problems. Then we got Sacramento. Then we got Minnesota. Then we got Miami. And then we got a home and home against Philly. It does not get any easier necessarily for the Chicago Bulls team. This is probably the toughest stretch of their season left up remaining over these next two weeks. And how the Bulls fare over these next two weeks is going to tell us what to expect from this team if they're making a play-in, what to expect from us in the play-in. They, they failed the first test against the Toronto Raptors. That was a play-in atmosphere game, and the Bulls did not stand up to that test very well. But how they do against the Phoenix Suns, how they do against these upcoming Western Conference teams that they're facing here soon is going to be important for what the Chicago Bulls do. We got two games left against Philly. We got another game against Miami, and, a, and that game against Miami is important because that is another team in that play-in range. So can the Bulls take care of business? That's the biggest question for this team, and we'll see which Chicago Bulls turn up against Phoenix. Now, before we end the show, I want to talk about this. So Bleacher Report had an article of trade ideas for every team, and I'm going to add my own kind of thing to it, and then we'll talk about the trade idea itself. Over the last four games, since the All-Star break, we're back to seeing Zach Levine look like the Zach Levine of old. We are. It's, it's, it's tangible. You can, tell, you can feel it. He's playing at a different level. He's more focused, it seems like. He's back to almost being that 50, 40, 90 player that we paid all that money to. Over the last stretch of games for the Chicago Bulls, I think uh, Zach Levine is averaging 29 points per game, something like that. Um, and so with that being said, how does Zach now, uh, with, with the resurgence of Zach looking back like the efficient um, offensive player that we know he can be, how does that help this Chicago Bulls team and what they're trying to do in the offseason. Does that make DeMar DeRozan um, more expendable? Does that make trading DeMar DeRozan and the prospect of that even easier? So over the last four games since the All-Star break, Zach Levine is averaging 29.25 points per game, and he's doing that on almost 60% shooting. Now, again, it's going to be tough to keep up that level of shooting. Let's be clear here. It's going to be very tough to do that. But the resurgence of max level Zach that has really made so many things much easier for the Chicago Bulls on the off offensive side of the ball. When you add in the defense, Zach Levine's been having these four games has also been some of Zach Levine's best defensive performances of the season in which he's had defensive ratings at 100 or sub 100 every single time, even in the loss that we had. So it, the question remains, you know, in going into this offseason, the Chicago Bulls have to do something meaningful to, to do this role. They have some big questions on this roster. If Lonzo Ball is still not ready to go, you still need a high-level point guard, even if you pay Pat Bev. And then you still have questions around Io DeSumo, Alice Caruso, Javante Green, Nikola Vucevic, all coming up as free agents in this offseason. And one of the things that is also difficult for the Bulls is the amount of guaranteed money that they have that has them already over the salary cap. Beneath the luxury tax, but over the salary cap. So the Bulls could get a nice haul back for DeMar DeRozan, but you have to be paying attention to the makeup of the team when you do that, right? Yes, trading DeMar, who's been our most consistent player outside of Vooch, who has done huge things for us in the fourth quarter, who most things go through, I understand all of that. But if, if you are looking to meaningfully upgrade this team, you have to give something up. You have to move some pieces. Just, just when you're not a luxury tax paying team, if we were a luxury tax paying team, it'd be different. But because we know the Reinsdorfs do not want to pay the luxury tax, it leaves us to have to give up something to get multiple things back to take up that slot. So this, this trade idea by Bleacher Report, it's, it's the Bulls trading DeMar DeRozan and Alice Caruso for R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, and Isaiah Hartenstein. Now, 
I'll say this. If you can get this deal done without necessarily trading Alice Crusoe, who I do think you may need, I would rather do that. But if you can get back R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, and Isaiah Hardenstein or any combination of two of those three players for DeMar DeRozan back, while those aren't perfect players, right? Let me be clear. They're not perfect players. They do not solve everything that the Chicago Bulls need. But if the, if Lonzo is healthy, and if you bring back Pat Bev and Io DeSumo, you hope that Dalen Terry is going to get some minutes as well next season. Maybe expending Alex Caruso, who has a high value for championship-level teams. Steve Kerr has already talked about that. Um, it, it, it opens the door to what the Bulls can do. Now, I'm not saying that this trade necessarily is what should happen or the Bulls should go after. But I am saying this, is that if this is sustainable, and how how these players play on the back end of the season and what is consistent is really going to kind of inform what AK and Eversley can and need to do. Somebody, I've said it before, one of these, one of our favorite Bulls players, if not two or three of them, just aren't going to be on this roster next season when you look at the amount of change that we need to this roster. I keep saying, no matter how we finish, it don't change the work that needs to happen in this offseason. So with that, taking that into consideration, um, what does that mean for the Chicago Bulls? What do the Bulls do? And I do think that with Zach Levine's resurgence, it has made DeMar DeRozan maybe more likely to be traded. And you can say that as well. With Patrick Beverly and what he's showing, has it made them consider maybe moving Alex Caruso, a player that wasn't necessarily untouchable, but their asking price was so high for him, it almost made him untouchable. So there's a lot of questions surrounding the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, it's great to see Zach Levine play this way again. We want to see it, of course, maintained throughout the rest of the season because it was so inconsistent over the season. But Zach Levine has quietly been improving, right? He hasn't uh, scored uh, less than the lowest he scored is 17. That's in the, no, he scored, had a 10-point game against the Charlotte Hornets. But after that game, which that was the 2nd of February, the lowest that Zach Levine has scored is 17 points, and that came in the loss against Toronto. Um, he did also score 18 points in the loss against Milwaukee as well, so there you go there. But something has to give with this team. And do not be surprised. No matter how much you love DeMar, you love Zach, you love Vooch, whoever you love on this team, somebody is not coming back. And, it, and it, it makes the most sense for a team that has to add so many things to it and have so many high-level contracts. And I know some people are going to get to type in and say, well, what about moving Lamel? Let's, let's move Lonzo. Let's move Lonzo. It's, if you move Lonzo right now, more than likely, you're going to have to give up more assets than you get back because a team's taking on a huge risk in taking on Lonzo Ball at that point, and they're probably going to want some picks back. So the question I'm going to present to you is this. If this version of Zach Levine holds true for the rest of the season, would that make you more inclined to trade DeMar DeRozan? I know some people are already inclined to trade DeMar DeRozan, but let me know what you guys think on that one down below. That is it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. You can follow us at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.